The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Songhez on The Viewpoint. Alice and I, 
11 minutes past 8 in the evening, the 12th day of August 2019. We're nearly halfway through what we refer to in South Africa as Women's Month, coming from a long weekend, and we are certainly blessed by the presence of a young lady whose story is the stuff from a tale of all magnitude good things. Vuyolwetu Dubese, who will be joining me as my guest presenter this evening, followed by that will be in conversation with Ms. Karabo Masedi, as well as two young persons, Mr. Obakeng Mulepe and Mr. Stembi Soshoba, who will be talking to us about Homelessness 101. And then, of course, at the new hour, we've got Dr. Bandile Masugud, MEC for the Gauteng Department of Health, talking to us about some of the challenges that the healthcare sector in this part of the world is faced. But more importantly, what his role is going to be now that he's been on both sides, if you like, both from a practitioner's perspective and now he's in governance and he understands the politics of navigating these very crucial spaces. Please stay tuned. It's 12 minutes past. This is The Viewpoint on SAFM. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SFM. That's right. Back from the long weekend. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Many happy returns to those of you who have hit the saddle and back at work, like most people who earn a living through 9 to 5, like myself, 12th day of August. And for those of you who are still on holiday or capitalizing on leave, do enjoy. But thank you more importantly for joining us. And another person who has joined us, guest presenter for this evening. She's young, she's beautiful, and she's very, very much in the driving seat of a fledging young career in the technology space. She's a professional in technology, innovation, media, and business development, currently working as an associate at Impact Accelerator, an investment and advisory firm, Impact Amplifier, a mentor at Ellen Gray Orbis Foundation, and the chair of the board for Girl Hype, which is an NPC company, not organization, that has impacted coding and leadership skills training in over 100,000 young African girls, mostly taken from the rural communities over the last 14 years. She is also one young world global ambassador and also an ambassador and judge for the Global Startups Awards. That's just but a very truncated version of who it is that I'm dealing with. And for the next half an hour or so, we will uncover more about this trailblazer this diamond not even in the rough she's certainly most polished <laughs> good evening for how are you good evening so uh, i'm good i'm good thank you what uh, what an intro um thank you so much for having me in your home and uh, as i said today i am a guest and i'm very much looking forward to engaging with you and engaging with uh, your community as well and uh yeah Happy to just contribute and uh, hoping that we can uncover a few more of uh, these gems as well. You're not just going to be contributing, you're okay. going to be directing the show. <laughs> so we're going to have, for those of you at home, for the next... 
20 to 30 minutes or so. It's just mm-hmm. going to be a conversation between myself and Vuyolwet. And of course, you are at home, 0891-104-207. Please do join in on the line and ask your questions drive the conversation really <laughs> and after which Vuyolwetu will be in my seat and I'll be in her seat and I'll just work around her as she engages some of the guests who will be joining us later this evening included in those guests are Ms. Karabo Masedi who's at the Institute of Justice and Reconciliation she's a fundraising assistant in that regard and we'll be talking about how challenges or the challenges that are faced, rather, in doing advocacy and fundraising for NGOs. That's a conversation that's going to be led by my guest, Ms. Fuyolo, to do this, as well as moving from despair to dignity, focusing on homelessness 101, Mr. Obakeng Molepe, as well as Mr. Stembi Soshoba of the organization Homelessness 101. And they will be in conversation with Fuyolo to Dubesa, who is now in conversation with me, just to get a sense as to who she really is. So I read this profile. Mm-hmm. It reads well. It's only but a third of what I could have read. So I suppose the balance of the two thirds are for you. Absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, it's such a, an incredible space to be in, the space of uh, impact, inclusion, innovation, technology. Um, and I think especially at times like these where we literally are uh, on the verge, I think, in my opinion, getting out of the third industrial revolution, particularly for South Africa and going into this fourth industrial revolution. But my story with uh, or my relationship with technology rather started at uh, the Cape Academy of Math, Science and Technology, where I matriculated from. And uh, then, you know, my love for media also came through because everything at that school was just science and technology. Um, So we started a newspaper and began to uh, just create a lot of more content starting that. And uh, that's how essentially we moved into that. Um, And then a couple of years later, fast forward, I think about a year later, I got to learn about an innovation hub, which was one of the first, if not the first in Kailicha, which uh, was really about incubating uh, small businesses um, and having a role in how we can accelerate and have a lot more young black owned businesses which are varying across technology, across the arts um, and across various sectors and how we can support them. And that was essentially my soft landing into the space um, and then working with other organizations like the Hookup Dinner and then eventually starting uh, in into the space. Um, and I think getting into corporate innovation as well that was really the introduction into this global space of uh, this entire ecosystem and getting into data science and technology, um, incubation as well of startups um, in my role with uh, a global intelligence and media company. Um, And now I am with uh, a a new sector, which for me is really interesting because this is where there is the opportunity to invest um, in high impact, high potential startups, which are really focused on um, uh, environmental, social and governance um, and all of these SDGs and sustainable development goals that the UN is really focusing on. Um, so it's a really exciting space and a new space for me. Um, but I've always been about inclusion. I've always been about impact uh, and innovation as well because for me, that is where the pulse um, of the future is and that's where we can you know, begin to start thinking about this future of work and this future uh, economy that we have so that is that is how i ended up being here with you today but let's talk about that i think you're not really doing us the service that we really want i mean there's somebody at home and just like me who's sitting there and be like how did she get to a point where she's doing all of this what was the leap between matric for instance which you mentioned you matriculated not so long ago yeah to where you are now i mean it couldn't just have happened because you happen to be right even at the right place at the right time 
from a studying perspective, uh-huh. from a skills development perspective, what was it that enabled you to get there, one, two, and has enabled you, more importantly, to stay where you are? Absolutely. So to get there, um, I'd really owe it to my parents. Um, I'm this black uh, young kid, and we all know the uh, the path that we're supposed to take. So high school, primary, uh, so high school, university, get a job, get the family, and build them a house, and that's it, right? Mm. Um, but I took two gap years, actually, after matric. Um, so I had initially wanted to study, got the whole bursary um, to study at Salamosh University, politics, philosophy and economics. And I thought, what if, you know, it's not something that I really wanted to study because, I mean, I had already had the relationship and it was actually through a principal um, of the school who was like, Voyo, you should really go for this because of your leadership skills. And we had the opportunity to do a... um, a leadership program in the States for about six months, for about six weeks. Um, and then I think that really contributed as well to the networking that uh, that I had and that I was able to tap into. Um, and that led me to the technology hub that I mentioned in Kailicha, where I began to really explore. And I think uh, what also contributed to that is um, wanting to constantly learn um, and being a millennial, being on Facebook, being on Twitter, but also using those avenues to connect with the Facebook, to connect with um, the the events that were taking place um, in this particular sector that I wanted to work on. Um, I did a few internships as well that were free. Um, and again, I, I owe that. When you say free, you were not paid for that. I was not paid, not even transport. Um, but because, again, I had the backing of, of my parents who were supporting and knew that there's this bigger vision at the end of the day um, and they're benefiting from it now. Um, they see it. Um, they listening right now, so I'm very happy about you that. Say, uh, good um, <laughs> But I think for me, it's it's really about having also a good mentor um, and a good sponsor as mm. well, um, because you're not able to get. I was not able to get to 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 where I am right now. I mean, even the 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 opportunity from uh, working at the previous company that I was at, it came through my network of a sponsor of mine who thought of me and said, hey, you had mentioned that you wanted to work more at startups and um, around data science and business development, um, and not just in South Africa, but from a Pan-African perspective. This is a great opportunity. Um, So mentors have really played a big, big role and and sponsors as well. Um, And the difference in that as well is that mentors are really there, you know, to guide, but sponsors are really people that you've built a relationship with over the years um, and where your credibility is really the currency um, that you use to be able to gain the trust and be able to get into those spaces where, you wouldn't necessarily go into. So I'd really credit it to that. Um, And networking, I think as cliche as it sounds, the networking is your net worth. It really is true Um, because not only from a financial capital perspective, but just from a a social capital and innovation capital perspective, these are people who are connected. And also these are people who are aligned with uh, either the the, the industry that you're wanting to be in at present or um, in the future and what your, your interests are. But it's a really about building relationships um, and leveraging on that. As you are speaking, mm-hmm. there's somebody at university mm-hmm. who is probably listening to you and moved, however they might be moved, or somebody who's thinking of going to university mm-hmm. and is now, just from this conversation, okay, actually, being book smart has its place in society. It, it definitely does. Absolutely. Having the paper to back it has Absolutely. its place in society. But from the narrative that you've just given us, you just dedicated yourself to learning a skill in a given 
segment of the economy right. and dedicated yourself to learning what there was there, mm-hmm. if you will, qualified by experience mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting in a desk right. and hoping that a degree certificate is going to do the bidding on your behalf. Yeah. Without at all taking away the value mm-hmm. in going through the typical academic route as you were alluding to earlier on as the expectation that might have been at home mm-hmm. you went the different path yes let's talk about well the associated risks are there of course but in terms of the value that you've been able to get mm-hmm. from where you are with what you've been able to do which if you had gone the typical route matric let's find a university let's go to university let's get a degree yeah. that that wouldn't have given you what you now have yeah so so i think i mean it's a fair point and i think that whenever we're talking about especially the future of work right now um you get students or there's tons of programs out there like a girl hype like um Girl Code and all of these organizations which are teaching young people how to code and all of these uh, technical skills, which takes six weeks um, or a couple of months, and then they're placed into the workforce. Um, so I think the the conventional route um, of getting to the place of employment mm. um, or getting to be an entrepreneur is not conventional sure. anymore, right? If you're studying, if you or if you studied to be a lawyer, um, you can still end up in technology. I mean, I know people who studied art um, and are now Keep in talking. health tech entrepreneurs, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely still value... uh, education. In fact, I'm I'm in my second year now of the Bachelor of Commerce in Business Informatics, um, which I'm also thinking of changing. Um, but but I think that because also technology has also enabled education to be democratized, um, there is that opportunity for everyone to be able to participate um, and to be able to. At gain. least the facility for its democratization is there. I'm not so sure whether or not there's the political strength and backing and even understanding. Right. Of how technology can be used. Right. And, an and I think and I think also that's when then I'm super appreciative of being an active participant in the NPC space, in the NPO space, where you do have agents, where you do have these organizations who have dedicated their time and their resources and also the relationships that they have with the private sector, with the public sector, who are looking to hire, who are looking to tap into and haven't really gotten the algorithm right right um cuz there's so many yes. <laughs> cuz there, there there are many um programs that are out there that have been recently launched some there are many uh, pipelines um that the public sector has set up but somewhere somehow there's a mismatch there's a misalignment in terms of where the funds are being um uh, uh channeled into and who are the people that are actually benefiting or supposed to be benefiting from it so i think that uh, there's a leverage that, that we need to, to take into consideration, that we need to take into account. And of course, executive education is very costly. Um, getting an undergrad is costly. There's also NASFIS and you might get into debt and there's all of these things. But I think that where there is an opportunity to tap into organizations who are saying for free, I can teach you these skills and not only the skills, but I can open up a network, which is where the banking of all these skills and expertise that you have really lie because once you have the skills you need to be able to put it out there right um and the one way that you need to do that is through a pipeline and you cannot channel your skills if you don't have a pipeline to to really end up to so i think that that's where the the relationship and the the inter the interlinks um that you'll definitely find between those sectors um who are very much promoting the value of education 
and the value of getting the core skills and technical skills that you need to have. This is what they marched for in 1963 <laughs> so that Viola Dubesa can be as eloquent about a passion of hers as she has been in the last 27 minutes. Good evening, South African Song as in conversation with Ms. Viola Dubesa, a young professional in technology, innovation, media and business development, focusing, of course, in the impact investing space. That's what you said you do, essentially. Yes. You're operating in the impact investing space. Yes. And you went on to say ESG, that's economy, environment, social, environment, social and governance. Unpack that because I think essentially your response to this question is going to be able to tell the listener at home, Mm. this is what Vuletu does and this is the skill set she brings into what she will then have defined as impact investing space. Mm. So impact investing is a really, really, um, it's a very nascent space. It's a very uh, early space as well. Um, and it's essentially nascent. where... What a word. <laughs> so, N-I-S-C-I-E-N-T. Right. So so investment has always been about the financial return, right? Because there was also the leverage that um, venture capitalists or um, any other type of investors were able to, uh, they had the leverage, right? And not necessarily the startups. Um, so we're Impact Investing came in and said, I actually would like to invest long term. Um, and not only that, and not just get the financial return, but also from a socioeconomic perspective, from uh, an environmental perspective, this is a model um, and this is the effect, positive change. So doing business for good um, and knowing that financial return and also the, uh, the, the, the economic impact on the environment um, and on just on society, they're mutually exclusive. Um, so this is what we do essentially essentially my nine to five is really helping organizations which can be the private and the public sector and saying to them that this is not just something that should be like an ESD approach, um, but looking at startups that are also embedded with with ESD. So um, enterprise supply development. Um, So, so looking at it where the, the model is really embedded in the business um, and, telling them to basically trust us with their money so that we can invest um, in these businesses um, and also designing all of these programs as well um, so that they're much more conscious about where the money is going and also from a growth strategy perspective as well because you find that a lot of um, these organizations which are targeted at social entrepreneurs, um, a lot of them are either grant dependent and there's no sustainability element mm. um, baked into the model for 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 um, therefore no scaling opportunity absolutely absolutely so this is where we come in and say for instance uh, an SAB foundation who works um, who does incredible work with social entrepreneurs um, a lot of those uh, companies rely on grants um, and you find that a lot of them don't really have a lot of um, sustainability element baked into the business um, so when you would come with uh, with an impact uh, amplifier for instance they would come in and say okay so this is essentially where we could look at and essentially this is now you this is now you coming in absolutely so we're coming in and we investigate and the 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 main thing is to at the end of the day let them be investor ready let them have an investor case um, so that there is that opportunity because they've been identified already by our our client to be high potential high impact um, so there is that potential that's there but for us we really need to accelerate the impact hence impact amplifier so we amplify um that potential that's uh that's already there but that potential doesn't have money so how do they sort of make 
an equitable transaction with you guys. Right. Where does um, that lie? So, so this is where our skills and expertise lie in, right? Um, so this is where we find the gap in the market. This is where we find the money in the gap as well. Um, and this is where the opportunity is to also connect with investors who value the types of businesses that are making an impact in society. Um, so this is where the dot connecting begins as well. And then, as I said, carried by the, the experience, cap, carried by the skills and expertise yes that we have to be able to make this influence um, that we're wanting to have. And again, it's not just about, um, you know, looking good on paper and being, you know, compliant with, um, you know, the sustainable development goals uh, or any other metrics that people, organizations might use to be able to measure um, the socioeconomic good. But it's also about the financial returns because, as you are a social entrepreneur, do not eradicate the entrepreneur from uh, the term. It's there. It means to make a profit at the end of the day. Um, so it's a really exciting space to really be in um, and uh, all over the world as well. I mean, you have private sector, the public sector, um, and just individuals who are really impassioned about making a greater impact uh, in the world and recognizing that uh, it's not just about the money, but it's also about making a really, really uh, lasting legacy. If you want to talk to her, please call this number. Vuyo, do you want to tell them to call you? All right. <laughs> for calls. So you can call us on 0891104207. That's 0891104207. If you have any questions that uh, you'd like to forward and engage with uh, Songeza. No, they're engaging you. <laughs> I'm, I'm here every night. They don't engage me. Certainly, they won't be engaging me on this topic. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them what you want to engage them on. What do you really feel passionate about that you want to share with the listeners at home? Absolutely. So I'm really impassioned about, I think, even on, on Twitter, on Instagram, when I write on my website, all about inclusion, innovation and impact. And really from the angle of, um, you know, black African millennial. So for me, it's really interesting to, to be able to engage on that. Um, and also, you know, networking and uh, leveraging innovation capital, which is really what we need to be able to take our goals, to be able to take our businesses um, and accelerate that at the end of the day. So for me, that's that's really interesting from the books that I read um, to, you know, the people that I'm constantly engaging with. So if you want to have a chat about that, do call that number. Um, and also, 891 That's right. And what are we on Twitter? At SAFM Radio. That's, that's right. our handle. And of course, the hashtag is hashtag the viewpoint. That's and of right. course, my personal <laughs> handle on Twitter is at song as my Violetu has already done me a favor by tweeting and tagging <laughs> me along because I'm hopelessly useless in that particular I, I'm department. Also, I'm also tapping in the inner millennial in me. So come along for the ride. Excellent. Thank you so much. 891 <laughs> Talk to this young lady, Violetu Dubesa, who's with us for the balance of the show and to have a conversation further, an interview with Karabo Masedi, the challenges of doing advocacy and fundraising for NGOs. This is where I just probably take the back seat. It's 2034 and Ms. Karabo Masedi, who's at the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation, fundraising assistant there, will be in conversation for another 10 or so minutes with my guest of honor, the guest presenter this evening, Violetu Dubesa. Take it away.